Welcome to Zichudav Siman Member Avram Goldhar and Dear Mazakas Yavamas, Dav Chavdal, the second parak, Ketzad. The second parak has been generally sponsored with Aslacha of Avadya Ben Leia and his family. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one was Tana Bryce, the Pusik states, Vaya Bachor, and it shall be the firstborn. From here we learn that it's a mitzvah of the eldest to do Yibum. Yaakum Hashem Achiv shall be established on the name of his brother, Lenachla, which refers to inheritance, which teaches that the one who does Yibum inherits the entire state of his brother. The Brisa continues and asks, O Enu El Hashem, that perhaps the Pasuk means what it says literally, that the son born to the Yavam and Yavama should take the name of the deceased brother. For example, if the deceased was named Yosef, the child should be called Yosef. The Brisa answer that says here, Yaakum Hashem Achiv, he shall be established by that name of the brother, and it says that Yaakum told Yosef, Hashem Achem Yikru Benach the names of their brothers shall they be identified regarding their inheritance. The Gzir Shavit teaches that just as the shame, the name there, refers to inheritance, so to the shame, the name here, refers to inheritance. Rava said that even though throughout the entire Torah we follow the rule that Aim Mikri Yotzin Shuto, that a Pasuk never departs from its basic Pshat, here the Gzir Shavit has come and Apikte Mipshat Legamri has entirely removed the Pasuk from its basic Pshat. Point number two, after the more goes to an exhaustive analysis on why the Torah identified the Yavam as a Bechor, when the same dinim apply equally to the eldest brother, who is not a Bechor, it asks, Regarding what halacha did the Torah mention Bechor, when it could have said that the eldest brother should preferably do Yibam? It answers that the term Bechor was written Ligriusa, to diminish the Yavam's rights. Just as Bechor does not take a double portion in his father's inheritance, which is still yet to come to the father, like the assets that are currently in the possession of a living grandfather, so to the Yavam, who stands in the place of the deceased brother and takes a double portion in his father's estate, he does not take an extra portion in the father's assets, which are still yet to come, like the ones that were already in the father's possession. And pointing with you, the next mission it teaches that if one was subject to rumors that he had relations with a Gentile woman and then she converted, he should not marry her. But if he did, we do not require him to divorce her. The Gemara notes that this implies that the conversion is considered valid and brings a conflicting price that states whether a man convert to Judaism for the sake of a woman or a woman convert for the sake of a man. And similarly, if one converted in order to sit at the king's table or for becoming one of Shlomo Melch's servants, they are not Gerim. These are the words of Rabbi Nehemi, for he would say, Echad Geri Arayos Echad Geri Cholomos. Both those who converted because of lions, or because of being told to in a dream, or those who converted at the time of Mordechai and Esther are not considered Gerim until they convert in times when there is no ulterior motive. The Gemara answers that it was stated regarding this price. The Rabbi Yitzhak Barshmol Barmarta said, in the name of Rav, that the Halacha is in accordance with the one who says that these are all legitimate Gerim. The Gemara will bring a bride to the teachers that in the future, during Yomos and Mashiach, we will not accept Gerim, for it will be assumed that they are converting for ulterior motives. Similarly, they do not accept Gerim during the time of David or Shlomo. So once again, the three points are number one, it was taught in a bride that the Pasuk states, Vaya Bechor, and it shall be the firstborn. From here we learn that it's a mitzvah of the eldest to do Yibum. Yaakum Hashem Achiv shall be established on the name of his brother, Lenachla, which refers to inheritance, which teaches that the one who does Yibum inherits the entire state of his brother. The Brisa continues and asks, O Enu El Hashem, that perhaps the Pasuk means what it says literally, that the son born to the Yavam and Yavama should take the name of the deceased brother. For example, if the deceased was named Yosef, the child should be called Yosef. 
The Brayse answer that says here, Yaakov Moshe Achiv, he shall be established by that name of the brother. And it says that Yaakov told Yosef, Hashem Achem Yikru Benachlasam. The names of their brothers shall they be identified regarding their inheritance. The Gzir Shavit teaches that just as the shame, the name there, refers to inheritance, so to the shame. The name here refers to inheritance. Rav said that even though throughout the entire Torah we follow the rule that aim mikri yotzin made pshuto, that a Pasuk never departs from its basic pshat, here the Gezir Sheva has come and apikte mipshatik legamri, has entirely removed the Pasuk from its basic pshat. Point number two, after the more goes to an exhaustive analysis on why the Torah identified the Yavam as a Bechor, when the same dinim apply equally to the eldest brother, who is not a Bechor, it asks, regarding what halacha did the Torah mention Bechor, when it could have said that the eldest brother should preferably do Yibam. It answers that the term Bechor was written at to diminish the Yavam's rights. Just as Bechor does not take a double portion in his father's inheritance, which is still yet to come to the father, like the assets that are currently in the possession of a living grandfather, so to the Yavam, who stands in the place of the deceased brother and takes a double portion in his father's estate, he does not take an extra portion in the father's assets, which are still yet to come, like the ones that were already in the father's possession. And pointing with you, the next mission it teaches that if one was subject to rumors that he had relations with a Gentile woman and then she converted, he should not marry her. But if he did, we do not require him to divorce her. The Gemara notes that this implies that the conversion is considered valid and brings the conflicting price that states whether a man convert to Judaism for the sake of a woman or a woman convert for the sake of a man. And similarly, if one converted in order to sit at the king's table or for becoming one of Shlomo Melch's servants, they are not Gerim. These are the words of Rabbi Nehemiah, for he would say, Echad Geri Arayos Echad Geri Cholomos. Both those who converted because of lions, or because of being told to in a dream, or those who converted at the time of Mordechai and Esther are not considered Gerim until they convert in times when there is no ulterior motive. The Gemara answers that it was stated regarding this price that the Rabbi Yitzhak Barshmol Barmarta said, in the name of Rav, that the Halachi is in accordance with the one who says that these are all legitimate Gerim. The Gemara will bring a bride to the teach that in the future, during Yomos HaMashiach, we will not accept Gerim, for it will be assumed that they are converting for ulterior motives. Similarly, they do not accept Gerim during the time of David or Shlomo. All right, so now we go to our Simradav Chavdalad, and our standard simon is a pitcher, a cud, a pitcher. So here goes. The Yaakov Moshim Achiv Yavam, who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique Picture collection was dismayed when he was told that he would not receive a double portion of his grandfather's collection destined for his father, and grew worried that his wife, who converted because of his anticipated wealth, would leave him. So once again, it's emotion. The Yakumoshim Achiv Yavam, who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique picture collection, pictures that must be more enough. Chavdalit. The Yakumoshim Achiv Yavam, who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique. Picture collection, which reminds us it was taught in a brace of the Pusik states, and it shall be the firstborn. From here we learn that it's a mitzvah of the eldest to do Yibum. Yakum Alshim Achiv, he shall be established on the name of his brother, Lenachla, which refers to inheritance, which teaches that the one who does Yibum inherits the entire estate of his brother. So the Yakum Alshim Achiv Yavum, who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique. 
picture collection. Was dismayed when he was told that he would not receive a double portion of his grandfather's collection destined for his father, which reminds us, the Gemara asks regarding what halacha did the Torah mention Bechor when it could have said that the eldest brother should preferably do Yibam. It answers that the term Bechor was written like Grusa to diminish the Yavim's rights. Just as a Bechor does not take a double portion in his father's inheritance, which is still yet to come to the father, like the assets that are currently in the possession of a living grandfather, so to the Yavim who stands in the place of the deceased brother and takes a double portion in his father's estate, he does not take an extra portion in the father's assets, which are still yet to come, like the ones were already in the father's possession. So, the Yaakov Hashem Achiv Yavam, who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique picture collection, was dismayed when he was told that he would not receive a double portion of his grandfather's collection destined for his father, and grew worried that his wife, who converted because of his anticipated wealth, would leave him. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses whether gearing that converted for an ulterior motive are considered legitimate gearing. So once again, the Yakumoshim Achiv Yavam, who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique picture collection, was dismayed when he was told that he would not receive a double portion of his grandfather's collection destined for his father, and grew worried that his wife, who converted because of his anticipated wealth, would leave him. All right, now it's time for Vorba Ba'chazara, Dav Chaf. So the Simr Dav Chaf is a cafe. So here goes. The Shmios and Almanos dining at the Isra Mitzvah and Kedusha Cafe, cafe, that must be more Dav Chaf. The Shneos and Hamanos dining at the Iser Mitzvah and Kedusha Cafe, which reminds us the next Mishnah states, Iser Mitzvah, Iser Kedusha, Choletz, the small Mitzvah, and Iser Mitzvah and an Iser Kedusha do Chalitza, but not Yibum. And the Gemara presents two opposite Pshantim as to whom they refer to and why they use this terminology. So the Shneos and Hamanos dining at the Iser Mitzvah and Kedusha Cafe listen attentively to the Almana from Eris and tell her personal story that she was not permitted to a Kongado and Yibum, which reminds the Gemara as why an Almana from Eris is forbidden to do Yibum to a Kongado. Since she's a virgin, she only has the Losase of a Kohen being forbidden to an Almana. Therefore, Yavo Asev Yitchel Losase, let the Asev Yibum override the Losase against a Kongado marrying a widow. Rav answers that the Pasuk states, Then his Yavama shall go up to the gate for Chalitza. Since it was unnecessary to state his Yavama, since the Pasuk already referred to her as that, it's coming to teach, There's a Yavama who's subject to Chalitza and not to Yibam. And who is this? It's one who's prohibited to the Yavam by a love. Rav's answer will ultimately be refuted. So, the Shniyos and Almanos dining at the Isra Mitzvah and Kedusha Cafe listen attentively to the Almana from Eris and tell her personal story that she was not permitted to a Kohen Gadol and Yibum, not because of a love, but because of a Gezerah, which reminds us that Rav explains the reason that an Almana from Eris is forbidden to do Yibum to a Kohen Gadol is a Gezerah be a Rishona atu be a Shniya, a Gezerah that the Yavim not do the first act of relations for the mitzvah Yibum, out of concern that he might have a second act of relations, which is not a fulfillment of a mitzvah. Dav Chafov, so the same Dav Chafov is a car pronounced Ka by people from Boston. So here goes. When the Chalitza Ka, Chalitza Ka, that must be more Dav Chafov, Ka. When the Chalitza Ka delivering the shoe was turned back from Basin, since Chalitza B'makom Yibum, Rav Mitzvahi, which reminds us, Rish Rakish said, Komakmishat Amotzi Asi Wherever you find an Asi, and a in conflict with one another, 
If you can fulfill both of them, that's preferable. But if not, let the ase be doche the losase. The Gemara clarifies after a challenge is brought, where Kongadol did yibum to an almana from Erison and exempted her tzara, that this principle only applies, hek the mekayma mitzvah, where mitzvah's ase is fulfilled through the alternative way. But here, if he does chalitz, the mitzvah's ase will not be fulfilled, since chalitz b'makom yibum love mitzvah. Chalitz is not a mitzvah in the place of Yibam. The Mepharshim explained that the Torah provided the lesser mitzvah of chalitz in cases when the Yavam does not want to marry the Yavama. So, when the chalitz delivering the shoe was turned back from Basin, since chalitz b'makom Yibam, love mitzvah, the driver almost ran over a basket with handles full of ramazim for shneos, which reminds the Gemara brings four sources for shneos, one based on a pusik and kohelis, referring to handles of a basket, where we learn that before Shlomo came, the Torah was like a basket without handles, until Shlomo came and made handles for it. Rashi explains that just as handles prevent a basket from falling from one's hands, so Tushniyos distance one from the Arayos. So when the Chalitz delivering the shoe was turned back from Basin, since Chalitz B'makom Yibum, Rav Mitzvahi, the driver almost ran over a basket with handles full of Ramazim for Shneos that had been dropped by his aunt Gittel, the wife of his mother's maternal brother, which reminds us that Gamora clarifies how we know that a wife of a mother's maternal brother is also considered a Shnia. Dav Chabes, so the Sim Dav Chabes is a cab. So here goes. The Gere and his Shnia wife finally flagged down a cab. Cab, that must be more Dav Chabes. The Ger and his Shnia wife finally flagged down a cab, which reminds us the Rabbanim were not goes their Shniyos for a Ger. And the only reason the Rabbanim prohibited in the Arab is that people should not say, buy me Kedusha Chamur or Kedusha Kala. The Gerin come from a strict level of Kedusha, being that non-Jews are prohibited to their non-Jewish mother, and now they come to a lesser level of Kedusha as they are now permitted to marry their non-Jewish mother. So, the Ger and his Shnia wife finally flagged down a cab, driven by a Mumser brother, which reminds us a Mumser brother is Zokek his brother's wife to Yibum, and a Mumser son exempts his father's wife from Yibam. The source that a mumser qualifies as a son is learned from the Pasuk Uven Enlo, and he has no son. Since the word Ein is written with a Yud, it implies Ein Alav, examine him, which Rush explains to mean that one should see if he has any type of son, even a mumser. So the Ger and his Shnia wife finally flagged down a cab, driven by a mumser brother who just let out a Balaochoso passenger whom he charged twice, which reminds us, it's a Malchus bin Rabbi Yosef bin Yehuda and the Chukhamim whether a Baalachosa, one who has relations with his sister, who's the daughter of his father's wife, whether he's chayv once or twice, given two psukim that discuss relations with his sister. Dav Chav Gimel, so the similar Dav Chav Gimel is Kugelach. So here goes. It was an awkward scene at the Kiruv Kugelach competition. Kugelach, that must be more Dav Chav Gimel. It was an awkward scene at the Kiruv Kugelach competition when a man's two daughters, one from a Shivcha and the other from a Nachris, which reminds us, the what Rabbi Yossi does with the Pasuk, and answers that one Pasuk excludes the daughter of a Shivcha and the other excludes the daughter of a Genta, and both are needed. If the Torah only taught the case of a Shivcha, one would think her daughter is excluded because she has no Yichus in family relationships, whereas a Gentile woman does have Yichus in her relationships. And if the Torah had only taught the case of a Gentile woman, one would think her daughter is excluded because she is not shaykh to mitzvahs, but the daughter of a shivcha would be included because she's shaykh to mitzvahs. So, it was an awkward scene at the Kiruv Kugloch competition when a man's two daughters, one from a shivcha and the other from a nachris, came to watch his Jewish grandson, whose father wasn't Jewish, which reminds us the Pasuk states regarding the prohibition of intermarriage, ki yasya bin for he, referring to a Gentile father married to a Jewish woman, will turn your son away from me and they will serve other gods. From here we learn that a son from a Jewish woman is called Bincha, your son, but a son
son from a Gentile woman is not called your son, but rather he's considered her son. The child follows the non-Jewish status of his mother. So it was an awkward scene at the Kiruv Kugelach competition when a man's two daughters, one from a Shivcha and the other from a Nachris, came to watch his Jewish grandson, whose father wasn't Jewish, play against two surviving brothers of a man who hadn't remembered which one of two sisters. He married, which reminds us, if one was Makadish, one of two sisters, but does not know which one of them he was Makadish, and then he dies childless and has two brothers, one must do chalitza to one of the sisters, and afterwards the other brother may take the other sister in Yibam. The Gemara clarifies the mission coming to teach that the order must be that the first brother does chalitza, and then the second one can do Yibam. And it cannot be that the first brother does Yibum to Kapaga Ba'achus so for then he would be possibly violating the prohibition of marrying the sister of a Zakuka. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol and Zichu. a great day and great learning.